Oklahoma has a chance to sign an insane D-line class. Florida State fans, we got some five-star intel for you. But first, LSU is on the march. Let's start with the Tigers. On Wednesday, LSU football staff reeled in a new commitment from one of the top 2024 recruits in America. LSU landed Tradez Green, the number two player in the state of Louisiana. And just a few days after landing Deshaun McBride, another top five player in that state. LSU is dominating the boot. They typically do. But they're also looking to build a pipeline into the state of Texas. We'll get on to more of that in a minute. But first, I want to bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, before we talk about that Texas pipeline, I want to know about another top 10 player in the state of Louisiana, Jawan Johnson. We all know he's coming off of his big decommitment from Colorado. Before I ask you that, LSU fans, I need you to do me a favor. Like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. I'd appreciate it. Sam, you talked to Jawan Johnson after his decommitment from Colorado. What was he saying to you about that decision? Yeah, um, you know, it was a really big victory for Deion Sanders in Colorado to win out for Jawan Johnson, one of the mm -hmm. best players in Louisiana, one of the most coveted defensive backs in the entire SEC. Um, Florida, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M have all been in touch with Jawan Johnson since even before he broke off his commitment to Colorado. After visiting for the spring game, he just realized it wasn't a good fit being so far away from home. I expect him to choose somewhere closer to home. LSU is trending on the RPM, but Texas, Florida both seem to be in the mix. LSU is trending. It seems like it's going in that direction. How long are we going to wait for another decision from Juwan Johnson? Yeah, Juwan Johnson is on the clock. He has said when he knows what he's looking for this time around. That's what, you know, committing and deep committing does. It, it opens your eyes. It gives you clarity. He's on the clock. He's about to take visits, you know, beginning this summer. He could be off the clock his next visit. All right, let's talk about the number three player in the state of Louisiana right now, Wardell Mack. He's been he's been all over the place taking visits to Texas, Florida, Florida State. Do you think LSU has ground to gain on him right now? Because at one point it seemed like they were the favorite, but now Wardell Mack taking all these other visits. Yeah, this is the first time that Wardell Mack has been able to go out and really explore his out-of-state options fully. He, Like you said, he's been to Florida and Florida State, and he's been to the Texas and then the LSU Spring Games. After visiting all these out-of-state schools, he's locked in OVs to Texas and Florida. But getting back to LSU for that spring game, I still like where they stand with one of the best in the state. All right. Well, let's talk about the best in the state. And I'm talking about Dominic McKinley, the number one player in the state of Louisiana, six foot five, 280 pounds, top 20 player overall. But Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama, what does LSU need to do to keep him from leaving the state? I think they need to find their defensive line coach. Jamar Kane has really built a, built a strong foundation with Dominic McKinley, his dad, members of his family, and they've been on campus quite a bit. In the absence of Jamar Kane, LSU's former defensive line coach, now with the Broncos and Sean Payton, uh, he's been visiting Texas A&M. Oklahoma has not stopped recruiting the five-star defensive lineman. We know that Alabama is not going anywhere after getting him on campus earlier this spring. So LSU is in a good spot. Brian Kelly taking a very personal lead recruiting Dominic McKinley, but a long ways to go with the five-star defensive lineman. All right. Have you put in a prediction for him yet? Yeah, I like, I like where the home team stands, but that was before they lost their defensive line coach. All right. We'll check back on that in a couple weeks. 
Now let's talk about LSU's plan to create this pipeline into Texas, right? Where do they go? They go to powerhouse Duncanville High School and look at the targets that they have at Duncanville High School. Five-star edge Colin Simmons, four-star corner Kadavian Dotson, four-star running back Caden Durham. Sam, Colin Simmons was at the LSU spring game. It sure looked like they rolled out the red carpet. Do you think the LSU staff was pushing for an early commitment from Colin Simmons? They've been waiting on Colin Simmons' commitment since last December. Um, at this point, Colin Simmons is nowhere close to a decision, but the fact that he returns at LSU for that spring game was not on his visit schedule. We know that he's going to Oregon and that he's been to Arizona State and TCU and Texas and as well as Georgia, but he has not planned to see LSU. And he did so a week after his two teammates went. Kadavian Dotson, Walker, and Caden Durham were there a week earlier. This, this visit was all about Colin Simmons. You saw him spending time with Angel Reese, with Joe Burrow, and getting the full attention from Brian Kelly and his staff. That was a huge visit for LSU with the number one edge defender on their board. Yeah, now if LSU is going to make a clean sweep at Duncanville High School, they're already in the lead right now in the recruiting prediction machine for Colin Simmons. They lead for Kadavian Totson. But Caden Durham, they trail OU. The Sooners have the lead right now. It's a tight race. And at this point, who knows, 51% to 45% LSU. But Sam, what do you think the key is to landing Durham? Yeah, I think the RPM is reflecting the percentages pretty accurately. It feels like a toss-up between LSU and the Sooners for Caden Durham, one of the fastest players in Texas. LSU offered him a track scholarship in addition to his football scholarship, then got him and Kadavian Dotson Walker on campus earlier this month. They're making a big push, and they've cut into Oklahoma's lead, and it feels like a two-team race for one of the best running backs in the state of Texas moving forward. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that race as well. But for now, LSU jumps into the top 10 in the on three industry team rankings with the recent commitment of Tradez Green. But guess what? The way we look at it, there's more to come, Sam. So comment below with where you think LSU can finish this rec recruiting cycle. Will it be a top 10 class? Can they finish in the top five? Is this the year LSU can make a run into the top three? We'll see. Sam, thanks for talking to LSU with us today on the Inside Scoop. We got breaking news today on one of Florida State's top five-star targets. But first, let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. I want to talk to Sam about another five-star target, not the one that we have breaking news on. This is the nation's number two-ranked corner, Charles Lester. Today, he confirmed what you and I have been saying that the Knowles lead. Here's what Lester said to Joseph Hastings of On3. I would say Florida State is the leader right now in this process for me. If I had to choose today, I'd go there. Sam, we both have recruiting prediction machine picks in for Lester to Florida State, but he's not choosing today. So who do you think is the biggest competition to maybe swipe him away from FSU? Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, two of the head coaches that are leading the recruitment for, like you said, the number two cornerback in the country and the top uncommitted cornerback in the country. Kirby Smart already has the number one cornerback committed in Ellis Robinson, and Kirby and Nick Saban specialize in recruiting DBs. Lester has come out and publicly declared Florida State his leader. The question is whether they'll still be leading when it's crunch time and it's time to make a call between those three schools. 
That is the question I have for you. A program like Florida State, who has been struggling mightily across the last couple of years, but did have an uptick in production last year, going against Georgia and Alabama, is FSU a program that can keep Lester's interest for the next eight months till his decision in December? I think they can. I think that we're already seeing Florida State recruiting is on the uptick and they're recruiting better players and, and higher level recruits like Charles Lester than they were when, when Mike Norvell and company got there. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough battle to hold off Georgia and hold off Alabama. But the way that, that, that they've gotten Charles Lester on campus so many times, that's a program that he wanted to play for growing up. It's the program he's most familiar with. And the way that they're recruiting, that's enough juice to put them past Georgia or Alabama for Lester. All right. Thanks for the five-star intel. But guess what, FSU fans? That was not the five-star intel that I promised at the top of the video. We're about to get into that. But before I do, like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. FSU has a lot of recruiting momentum heading into the summer, and you're not going to want to miss a bit of it. Lock into the On3 YouTube page. All right, like we said, FSU's offensive class is also loaded. They already have commitments from four-star quarterback Luke Cromanhawk and the number three running back in America, Cam Davis. But the streets are saying there could be more on the way. Let's take a look at FSU's top offensive targets. Five-star offensive tackle Jonathan Daniels, five-star wide receiver JoJo Trader, five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman, four-star tight end Kylan Fox, and four-star offensive tackle Manasseh Teat. Before we get into the scoop on five-star offensive tackle Jonathan Daniels, Sam, who on this list do you think could be the next commitment for Florida State? Four-star tight end Kylan Fox has told Chad Simmons, our colleague here at On3, he's going to be committing next month. He already has his next visit to Florida State set for the end of May. They already have one five-star tight end committed. They might be close to adding another blue chipper with Kylan Fox if a decision is heading in that direction. Yeah, offensive recruiting seems to be going well right now for the Seminoles. And now it's time to talk about Jonathan Daniels out of Pine Forest High School in Pensacola, Florida. He goes 6'4", 270, and on three, we rank him as the number one offensive tackle in America. And Sam, you were in Pensacola earlier this week, and you got to talk to Jonathan Daniels in person. What did you learn about his top schools? Yeah, I think that, that more schools are ending, entering the picture by the day. We know the established contenders, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, and Florida. But another in-state school, Miami, is starting to build momentum. They've been trying to get him on campus since January. Mario Cristobal has taken a very personal role in his recruitment, trying to get the in-state elite offensive tackle to campus. So is, so is Deion Sanders in Colorado. They're working to get him to go explore and see what Boulder is all about. It's still early in his recruitment, and contenders are still trying to get in the race for Daniels. Did he sound like he's getting close to a decision? No. In fact, he's actually extending this. Um, he's going to move this all the way to December. He wants to take all of his official visits. He wants to leave no doors unclosed. He wants to know everything when he makes his decision this December. All right. Was he ready to name a leader? And I say that because he's taken a bunch of trips. He's gotten a bunch of offers. And even though he's probably about seven or eight months from a commitment, is he have a leader right now? Um, he's named Florida State his leader, his public leader. And he basically says he's going to give all these new schools a chance to play catch up with the Seminoles, the in-state leader on both the RPM and now publicly. Josh, it seems like Florida State has a lot of momentum with a lot of top targets, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Why do you think that is? 
Uh, I, I think a little bit of it's just patience, right? Florida State allowed Mike Norvell to get through those rough couple years in the beginning, and now he's heading into year four. And you look at the landscape in the state of Florida, the other two schools, Miami and Florida, both turned over coaches recently. And I just think this is relationships paying off. Mike Norvell, Alex Atkins, and the rest of the FSU staff have just done a good job over the last three and a half years of establishing relationships. And now in the class of 2024, you're seeing them capitalize on that because I've been kind of hard on them in terms of how well they recruit the high school level. And now that they've established these relationships, I think you can see them start gunning for a top 10, maybe even a top five class. We'll see how that works out. What do you think, Sam? Do you think that there's enough beef on the board for Florida State to finish inside the top 10 in 2024? Yeah, well, they, they, they have the ammunition, right? Five-star cornerback Charles Lester, five-star offensive tackle Jonathan Daniels. And like you said, those are in-state guys. If they can come out on the right side, they're, they're going to put themselves in a position to get a top five or the top ten class. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that the recent solidifications of their commitment by Luke Cromenhawk and Cam Davis has also kind of help jumpstart FSU's momentum heading into the summer. All right, Sam, I always enjoyed talking FSU recruiting with you. Thanks for stopping by the Inside Scoop. Oklahoma has a chance to sign an insane defensive line class this cycle. But before we get to that, there's some other big Sooner recruiting news we got. But you're hearing that Oklahoma might be in line for some more elite talent at the receiver position? Yeah, you hire Emmett Jones, you put yourself in a position to get some of the best talent in the Lone Star State. That includes Bryant Wesco, one of the best receivers in the country, he was just back in Norman for the Oklahoma spring game. He's visited Oklahoma more than any other campus. Um, he's been there multiple times this spring alone. It seems to be a foot race with LSU and TCU. He's got family ties to Norman, though, and Emmett Jones has really done a great job early on. I like where the Sooners sit early on. All right. Now, Sam, let's talk about that insane defensive line class that OU could potentially land. But before I do that, OU fans, hit the like button and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. Oklahoma recruiting is red hot, and there's no better place to be than following it right here with us at On3. Last year, P.J. Adebaware and Derek LeBlanc headlined OU's defensive line class. And Sam, you think that this year's could be even better? Yeah. Oklahoma was one piece away last year. Brent Venables and his and his crew really wanted to add DJ Hicks to that D-line class and put the best class together in the country at that position. They might be able to do it this year. They're in a great spot with, with five of the best in the country all across the defensive front, from David Stone to Nigel Smith. Um, just a few of the names that were back on campus this past weekend for the spring game. I got you, Sam. Let's take a look at Oklahoma's top trench targets. You're right. Two five-stars right there at the top, David Stone and Williams Winari, Joseph <laughs> Jonah Ajanye, and four-star edge Logan Thomas. Sam, let's play a little game. I want you to rank these guys in terms of who you think is most likely to end up in the class and least likely from the names above. Just well, let me let me cheat a little bit because my I have an RPM for for the Sooners for a couple of these guys. But um, let's start with Nigel Smith. He's a top 100 defensive lineman from the DFW area. He's been to Oklahoma more than any other campus in his recruitment. He's been recruited by Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch when they were there, and he's been a top target for, for Brent Venables, Miguel Chavis, and Todd Bates. He was back on campus this last weekend. 
I feel like he's going to end up in Oklahoma's class. Mm-hmm. Then they move on to the other five-star, David Stone, who's from Oklahoma City. We know about the teams that have been involved with, with David Stone and, and probably the favorite for a good amount of time. Michigan State has had not one, but two coaches leave their staff. Um, he was back in, in East Lansing this spring, but then he's been back at Oklahoma just as much for the last couple of months. I like where Oklahoma stands with the five-star David Stone. Let's move on to Joseph Jonah Ajanye, another top 50 defensive lineman in the, in the Houston area. I recently put an RPM pick in for Jonah Ajanye to land with, with Oklahoma. He was back on campus unexpectedly for the spring game. He was not on the visitor list. He shows up. I'm told that that visit really moved the needle. I think Oklahoma is the team to beat there, and he visits Oregon next. Um, Logan Thomas is another name. Um, he's a former teammate of David Hicks Jr., who, like I said, was a top target for the staff a year ago. They were quick to jump on Logan Thomas. He's a, he, he was also at the spring game. He, I like where Oklahoma sits. I think they're in a short race with Notre Dame and then Williams Noweri. Listen, the RPM favors Oklahoma, and I think they are one of two teams right now to beat with Williams Noweri along with Tennessee. At this point, you have, you know, both are going to get official visits. 50-50 split. I still, I think there still leads to a lot to be determined there, though. All right. So by my math, it looks like they're in Oklahoma is in good shape to land at least one five-star defensive lineman and a combo of four and maybe even two five-star defensive linemen before this thing's all over. That would be an insane defensive line class. Now, OU is currently sitting at 17th. We know they're not going to finish there because they got a lot of meat still left on the board. Do you think the ceiling for this class is top 10 or top five? Where are you looking for them to finish? Yeah, I think it definitely has top 10 potential. Look at the, some of the names that are still on the board. Bryant Wesco, Zion Kearney, Williams Noweri, David Stone. These are five stars at, at premium positions. Um, listen, I don't know if it'll creep them into the top five, but with players of that caliber, a top 10 class with those guys is, is sure to help Oklahoma turn things around. All right. Well, Oklahoma fans have to be excited about where recruiting's heading as we get into the summer months. Sam, thanks for talking OU on the inside scoop. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me and remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.